You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long joins us. Dwayne, how goes it? The world is brightening up because I just got a good feeling about things. It has been a roller coaster ride, the likes of which we have never seen before, and the ride has not yet ended. Will today be the day? We have no idea, but I will share the same sentiment that Dwayne did. At this point, I would be very surprised if there's not a vote for football to return, hopefully October 17th. I believe that will take place. We are waiting for word from the presidents and the powers that be from the Big Ten. Dwayne, your overall vibe right now, do you think we will have football in the fall? I, I think we will. My only fear is that we're not going to – that they could mess around with that November date. That is just a non-starter. It should not – there's no reason to play. There's absolutely no reason to play if what we're going to do is is uh, not take the chance. Or, if you're not making a run at a championship, what are you doing? It's it just it, it's just a bunch of scrimmages. So uh, that October seventeenth date it works, uh, and and we can get at least eight games in, and eight games should put us at least in a conversation, put us on the at the table uh, to uh, make the playoffs. So um, that is what I'm looking forward to. That's what's going to make me do a naked jaunt is is that uh, saying yeah we're going to play and we're going to start on October seventeenth. Based on the litany of sources and commenters and part-time journalists that have weighed in on every social media platform that exists, it does appear the Big Ten teams are now trying to work out a resolution where everybody plays. I uh, remain skeptical, but... I remain skeptical, too. I remain, I, I'm not certain that everybody's going to weigh in. If you read the comments from... The Rutgers uh, president, I just don't see any way they're going to uh, get him to to change his mind uh, about playing. And and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe they're going to throw some money and say, look, you want this money, then you got to play. You don't get paid for not playing. And that uh, and I absolutely believe that anybody that that uh, doesn't want to play. okay, you don't have to play. But you, you know, you have to, you have to accept that you're not getting paid. Fox can take their money back. <laughs> Beautiful to divide it between those that are playing, but you know, they should not get paid. Absolutely not, if they don't want to play. Um, and you know, their kids, I think they should be encouraged to transfer. You're not going. Everybody else is playing. We're not. I don't want to be here anymore. Transfer portal. I would absolutely encourage my son. And to to transfer out of that situation if they just decide they're not going to play. 
I have to believe that's the crux of the matter right now. It's always about the money when negotiations go on for too long among ivory tower types. It's always about the money. So I imagine now it is schools like you said, Rutgers or others who don't want to play weighing out the damages financially versus putting their teams on the field and suffering a large ego blow. The other big news is... Two big-time Buckeyes have opted out, Captains Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis. Guys, I believe, are guaranteed first-round picks, despite some's feeling to the contrary. The real question is, if Ohio State decides to return to play in the very, very near future, like literally today or tomorrow, would Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade reconsider and come back to the fold? What's your vibe on that topic first? Well, you know, here's the thing that I, I, I thought about when I first heard this is I said, who's the, why couldn't they come back? Is there a deadline? Did they sign something? Uh, apparently not. I mean, it's just, I'm going to go pro. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> why can, it just doesn't make any sense. There's this, this is a rather new thing, this opting out. Why can't they come back? I've never heard any language that says they can't once they declare that. So uh, why, why couldn't they and why wouldn't they? I expect them both to come back. Uh, you know, that's, we know that's why Sean Wade stayed around. He, he was highly likely to be a first-rounder last year. But then, you know, he decided to come back because he wanted to get even more experience lining up outside on, on uh, uh, split ends, uh, big X receivers. And, and show that film to the NFL, which would have bust, boosted his stock even higher. So uh, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't especially. So, you know, come back. I hope both of them come back. I have not heard anything that would keep them from coming back in terms of a legally binding nature, but we will see. I'm almost at the point now where no matter what happens, I just say, oh, 2020. Let's assume Ohio State is playing. And that uh, just for purposes of this discussion, Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade can't come back. Let's take a quick look at the depth chart and try and figure out who will be in the mix to replace them and then how we think it will work out and how it should work out. Starting with Wyatt Davis, obviously, All-American right guard. There was not an All-American or preseason All-American team put out that didn't have Wyatt on it. He's likely to be the first interior lineman picked in the draft. The names we have discussed, Paris Johnson, could they kick in the tackle inside? Dewan Jones, what will they do with him? Gavin Cup is the most experienced and a better position fit maybe. Could they move Josh Myers around? What is your vibe on what they will do behind Wyatt Davis? My, th my thinking is that we're going to see uh, Matthew Jones. I think he's the, the, the most obvious um, uh guy that you know he's an inside guy uh he's he was we were talking about him playing center but it looks like harry miller's the center of the future i think harry miller's going to be the left guard i i think that matthew jones is is the um odd zone favorite to get the right tackle job or right guard job i i just you know you're saying uh that that we could possibly see a uh, dewan jones is such a massive kid you think that putting him in there, it, it would be, uh, you know, we're talking about how potent the offensive line is going to be this year uh, with with uh, Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers side by side. 
probably the next most dominating when you're talking about just being physical would be moving Jones in there. He's just such a, a load. So that's another one. Uh, Paris Johnson. I just don't think that I think they're going to want to groom him. Uh, Thayer Mumford is, is going to be, uh, he's a senior. He's going to be gone. Uh, I don't think you want your, your uh, next star left tackle to be, playing guard you want to get him used to handling speed on the edge you want him in there playing playing tackle as much as possible so my thinking is that it won't be him another name to think about I'm just uh massively impressed with is is Luke Weipler he is just I, I watch this kid play man he's just a talent I, I think he's the one guy that's just not getting we're all enamored of 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 Paris Johnson, and that's logical. Uh, but this kid is is just underrated. You know, we've got options. It. I remember it used to frustrate me so bad with Jim Bowman and his small uh, group of guys to work with, but we never had enough linemen. We never had depth. We've got really good depth. There's a lot of names. I mean, there's a lot of young guys coming in. Who knows if, if one of them's going to step up we've got some some kids here uh so let let's see what happens we uh we've got options at least but i my money is on uh matthew jones i understand the concern with kicking paris johnson inside not a natural fit and you'd be playing him next to nicholas petit ferrer so you'd have two guys starting on the right side without any starting experience it kind of depends now if they're going to go with scheme fit we're trying to get their best five players on the field. Let's take a quick break, come back, and talk Sean Wade's replacement. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we are back. I made it very clear. One of the reasons I thought Ohio State was a legit big-time championship threat was because Sean Wade decided to come back. I'm not sure what this means for the defense now. It could be just as good. Could be even better for all we know, but we're going to be into a more unknown territory now for the first time. And literally, as long as I can remember, you're going to have two guys starting at corner with really no starting experience. We've already penciled in seven banks to one spot. Other spot figures now to come down to Cam Brown and Tyreek Johnson in replacing Sean Wade. What's your vibe? Well, Cam Cameron Brown played more than any other uh, defensive back non-starter last year. So, I think it's it's uh, uh, the smart money says Seven Banks and Cameron Brown are going to be our corners, uh, but you still got the massively talented Tyreek Johnson out there, and there seems to be some good vibes coming off of him uh, through uh, camp last year after the um, going into the playoff. You know that that he was really starting to come around. Uh, realizing, you know, responsibilities. You can't just run around the field and make plays like you did in high school. Uh, and the other one that I really so much has, has been talked about is uh, Legend Cavazos. 
He is just so much talk. It, too many people saying this kid is going to be special. Uh, and we, we've got a history throwing freshmen on the football field. You're going to trial by fire is just expected with uh, Ohio State cornerbacks. You're going, you're going to get out there, you get burned, you get burnt. And, and then we've seen so many of those kids go out there. Uh, I've stopped counting how many have come in as a freshman and, and uh, did go through the school of hard knocks. And uh, they had tough freshman years. And then by the time we were juniors, we're like, well, they're going early. So uh, that's a kid that I think we need to keep an eye on. Uh, outside of that, we're, we're, we need to get some more cornerback talent in here. I think we, numbers is not the, not the problem. Uh, you know, it, we would like it, the numbers to be better, but it's not that. It's just I'm looking around and I'm thinking, who is uh, – where's the elite guys? Uh, so let's uh, – I, I think that those are the guys that are that are going to be in the mix this time. This Banks and Cameron Brown, I they've got to be odds on to be the starters, and uh, uh, hopefully Tyreek Johnson comes on, continues his progression, and uh, Legend Cavazos lives up to all the the hype that we're hearing about him. Every out of state corner since Bradley Roby to start in the secondary for Ohio State has been a first round draft pick. Throw in a couple Ohioans who are first-round draft picks, your Marshawn Lattimore, your Garyon Conleys of the world, and nothing would surprise me this time next year about Seven Banks, Cam Brown, or Tyreek Johnson. I think the sky's the limit. Keep it locked into Bucknuts, Bucknutters. We have no idea when the call will come. We do feel it's going to be a pleasant call, and when we can all rejoice around, stick with it. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Exclusively on Paramount Plus. Cindy, 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 Cindy Lauper. Catch the new documentary critics are calling a revelation. She's gonna fight the fight. As Cindy Lauper reveals, in her own words, the inspiration behind her biggest hits. If you're doing what you love, magic. See what shaped music's most authentic superstar. When you're that different, you view other people as having a problem. Catch Cindy Lauper. Let the canary sing. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it for free. Terms apply.